Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. My guest is Adi Christ. She's been a guest on Freedom Forum Radio before, but she grew up in Germany during the rise of Hitler, and that is something that has been branded in her memory. And when she remembers her childhood and what she and her fellow countrymen went through in Germany between World War I and World War II, and when she sees the parallels about what's happening in our country today, she has felt that she needs to speak out and educate us. Well, you know, you mentioned the McCarthy hearings. One of the... One of the important facts is that there were communists the the state department was filled with communists at that right. in that era and most of the people who wrote the united nations charter representatives from the united states were in fact communists themselves and that's why we have a united nations uh that really basically is looking to impose socialist one world governments on the entire planet, right? They, they, they and 185 uh, of the 213 members of the United Nations are Islamic or uh, Islamic sympathizers in Islamic countries or Islamic sympathizers. And so, what they think and what really, uh, you know, what we believe, they're totally opposite. And and just because they're there does not mean that they're good for America. They never have been. You know, and I uh, um, was reading something some time ago that I believe it was Eleanor Roosevelt that really was in favor of starting it while it was still in San Francisco. You know, so it's just uh, amazing that America has had enough patience to keep them here instead of sending them all home and to give them so much of our tax money. Well, we're starting to see a little bit of reversal of that trend now. I know that we have withdrawn from the Human Rights Council, which was a sham to begin with. Right. Some of the members of the Human Rights Council were some of the major abusers of human rights, and there they're sitting on a U.N. council supposed to protect human rights. Uh, that's a sham as far as I'm concerned. And most of what the United Nations does is designed to further only the one-world goals of the United Nations, mainly to disarm the Earth's population, uh, to have a United Nations army rule the world, and have the United Nations itself be the world governor. 
in terms of the world court and the world finance and all of those things, which the globalists, of course, are all in favorism, uh, all in favor of. But basically, all of that flies directly in the face of individualism and individual rights. Right. And I believe that is why um, we're having so much of an upheaval against President Trump, because uh, it's kind of like, you know, a kid having a temper fit. You know, you've given us all this money all along, and now you're, you know, you're taking it away from us. So they've been spoiled, and they don't like, uh, you know, to have their uh, plans stopped. And uh, I'm just, you know, really glad that he is using you know, Secretary Haley to do that, and that they're standing up for rights. But again, it Americans have just not been into. Uh, finding out what the United Nations stands for. They they have had like a utopian view of the United Nations. And, and so the United Nations has blinded them, making them think that, you know, they're in for the good of for everybody. And it's just has been only the last two years that, you know, here and there some people have realized that the United Nations really is against America. And yet we have paid them so much of our tax money because we were lied to. And the different presidents, you know, fell in for that, too. And so it's just, you know, if you have had um, the American taxpayers' uh, money, like an open ATM, and then somebody comes along and shuts the door, they're going to be upset. And that is what's happening by their, with President Trump and why they're treating him so badly. Well, you know, the, what's what's really happening on another plane is uh, the Supreme Court is directly involved in this issue because for the last hundred years, the collective, the collectivists, the progressives, have packed the Supreme Court with people who will support and further the collectivist agenda, and so we've had decision after decision over the last hundred years, which takes away states' rights, takes away individual rights. And they have been progressing happily down that path until now, all of a sudden, we have a president who is starting to put true conservatives on the court because the court then will become a a body of government that can actually stop what's going on on a legal basis. Uh, And that's one of the other reasons that there's so much anger against President Trump and against uh, conservatives is because we understand finally that we have to control the the federal court system in order to make sure that collectivism does not progress. Well, and the, you know, the um, collectivists, uh, they stack the regular courts with appointees, you know, in the court system. And the judges then cannot be fired. It doesn't matter what kind of you know decisions they they make. And um, you know, like the person in New Mexico, you know, that let the uh, the Muslims uh, that were running that um, training camp, you know, um, she let them loose without even money bond, just on a signature bond. And then uh, since then, our government—I don't know which branch they have taken bulldozers and bulldozed the whole place down so nobody can look for evidence. You know, that that kind of stuff that has to stop. So there are so many different levels on which uh, the, um, you know, the, the um, 
one world government people are working. That is just amazing. And I, I also believe that uh, President Trump just did not realize how deep the deep the swamp was. Because there are people that that are working in Washington D.C. It doesn't matter who the president is; they keep their job. But I have heard of many cases where they, you know, at this point, working against President Trump, even though they have a union and they cannot, you know, be fired. Well, that shouldn't be either, you know. So you have what forty thousand people working in the government, and they are doing things to undermine the president. You know, that's just not acceptable. I heard, um, I can't remember which uh, Supreme Court justice it was, but, you know, they work together, and when they write, you know, decisions and so on, they, sometimes they have other judges look at it and say, this is what I'm going to do, you know, I'll, will you support me on this? And the uh, other one had said yes, that he would, just send it over to me. And so um, it uh, when it came up for a vote, it, vote, it failed. And when they met each other again at an event, the first one, you know, asked him, uh, you know, what happened? You were going to support me on this. He, and the other one said, well, you never sent it over to me. And he said, I sure did. And see, what has happened is the office personnel loses it. It falls between the desk. It falls between or it gets misfiled or falls between the wall and the desk. You know, that kind of undermining, I don't think that, uh, you know, President Trump expected to be so deep. So he has some work to do, and, and I just hope these upcoming elections that people will wake up enough. Number one, that they will go to the polls and, uh, you know, try to keep uh, the other side out, you know, Hillary supporters, and uh, give President Trump a chance to, you know, clean it up. We we just you know we can't have this you know kind of um, backstabbing by our, our own people who have a job and who want to keep it. You know again that smacks of what happened under you know Hitler. The the ones that wanted to do something something good and and overthrow him, you know they were betrayed and so or they you know did it to keep uh, um, favor with Hitler. They wouldn't do certain things. So we just cannot let that be repeated here. Dr. Dan's interview with Audie Christ will be right back after a quick break on News Talk 95.1. My guest is Audie Christ. She's been a guest on Freedom Forum Radio before, but she grew up in Germany during the rise of Hitler. And that is something that has been branded in her memory. And when she remembers her childhood and what she and her fellow countrymen went through in Germany between World War One and World War Two, and when she sees the parallels about what's happening in our country today, she has felt that she needs to speak out and educate us. You know, you brought up Hitler again, and I wanted to be clear for everyone that Nazi, the Nazi party, Nazi stood for National Social Democratic Party. Is that not true? Mm-hmm. So yes, when, it is. So when people today talk about democratic socialism, they're really no different than the Nazi party and Adolf Hitler. Well, they're not, but they turn around and um, accuse the uh, uh, 
Republicans of being Nazis. So that means that they have no clue what they're talking about. They they are just mouthpieces for some people that are behind them. You know, I know that our uh, economy is booming and there are jobs to be had and so on, but these people that are out in the streets protesting at every drop of the hat, they must not have jobs, you know, or somebody else is paying them because um, you don't see that with the, with the Republicans because they're, they're working. We can't show up in droves like they do. And when we come, nobody pays our bills, you know, or gas. We do it on our own. But they're out there all the time, and I feel so sorry for when I see these kids in the streets screaming these things because I know that they've been programmed, and I know that they don't know what they're talking about. And they will suffer eventually uh, if they get what they want. And so it's just really a double-edged sword what they're doing to themselves. Well, Adi Christ, uh, I want to talk a little bit briefly about your last published book, Fear Ye Not, Neither Be Thou Afraid. Uh, what is the subject of that book, and how does it fit in with what's going on today? Well, that is, I have, uh, for the last 40 years, counseled uh, in uh, uh, mostly abused women. And um, since I talked to you last, I have gotten a Ph.D. in theology and a master's degree in counseling. And I found that over the years that when people really get upset, whether at the loss of a loved one or other pressures, that when they go to the Bible, that they can't find the verses that where God reassures them. And so, um, you know, the, I felt impressed upon by the Lord to go through the Bible from um, Genesis to Revelation and pull out all those verses and share my own testimony of how uh, the Lord brought me through in, in a day and a half after my son was killed, and there has been peace ever since then. So people can keep this book next to their nightstand, and when they wake up at night and have um, nightmares and things like that, they can reach over and they can open it up. And most of the book is just by soothing Bible verses, telling them how much God loves them and how you know he will bring them through whatever they're experiencing. So it is, you know, from my own, it's a book that shares my own experiences and, uh, you know, from 40 years of working with abused women. Well, that's that's really incredible. And uh, I just wanted everyone to know that uh, Dr. Christ has been appointed to the North Carolina Council on the Holocaust. That was a recent honor. Uh, we're certainly very proud to announce that, and I understand that you're also working on your autobiography. Uh, yes, uh, because um, every time that I speak on my two books um, and I share a little bit about my testimony, I've been encouraged to write my autobiography. But it's um, I didn't just want to tell it just like everybody else. I was born here, and this is what my family did. I wanted God to give the credit, and he showed me that um, I come from a long line of um, what he calls his remnants. Those are people that defend him and speak up for him. And um, I had a good start on that um, with the uh, records that were uh, demanded if you wanted to get married under uh, Hitler's rule. You had to prove for five generations back that you didn't have any Jewish blood in you. And so um, I have that plus some uh, records from a Bible that was 
printed 200 years after Martin Luther that has been in our family for 300 years, and it um, follows the uh, you know the descendants from way back then, 1600, 1800, and one city that existed in 12, well even before 1235. It's called God's Mountain, and and uh, that the names uh, of the shafts going into the mountain I all have godly names. It's located in the same area as uh, where Martin Luther started the Reformation. And so I am just in this book showing that whoever stands up, you know, for God, you you might not even, you know, know it, but you're part of a remnant that God is counting on to, keep, you know, to keep his message, his gospel going until he returns. I'm sharing my, you know, it's called... Um, um, Marching in the footstep of God's remnant, walking out my faith on two continents, and so I share. I want to find, wanted to find out what made my ancestors strong enough to uh, defy Hitler, and so I go through the you know whole thing of and ever uh, from what I can gather uh, from the time of the Reformation, all of them are listed as evangelical Lutherans, which means they bucked the system because the Catholic Church was in power all over Europe. So that is, you know, part of uh, my ancestry. And everybody has that. They just haven't looked it up. But somewhere down the line, somebody prayed for their future generations. So I'm the result of future generations and speaking out and, you know, finding out what uh, made my immediate family, uh, the end of the 1800s and uh, beginning of the 1900s, what made them so strong? Why were they not afraid to speak up towards Hitler? Why were they strong enough to um, hide Jews at the cost of their lives on my dad, you know, to get take food out of his army camp? And it's just, you know, so I am sharing that to open people's eyes that they, too, are part of the remnant. They are important, and God has a uh, job for them to do. And, and they um, you just need to look it up. So that is, you know, kind of an encouragement to show people how God guides their lives with incidents that they don't even know that existed. Well, Adi Christ, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Do you have some a closing advice for my listeners. Well, I appreciate being on your program again. And um, I just, um, my advice is that if you want your next generation, the next remnant to be stay free, that you will uh, go and vote to keep the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, to keep your God-given rights, if you don't, you are just giving away the lives of your future generations because the people that are out for them have no good in mind for them. They want to make slaves out of them, whether, you know, but they do it, well, they will do it through school. And the communists are using the schools and Common Core, Agenda 21, to make slaves out of the future generations. So if you want to deprive your generations of uh, what you have, the freedom, then stay at home and don't vote. But if you want the idea of America with God-given uh, gifts and talents and freedoms to stay alive, 
I urge you to go out and vote November 6th for the person that will go along with what you want, which is freedom for America. Thank you so very much for your words of wisdom, for your story, for your testimony. God bless you, Dr. Christ, and thank you for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.